the next one is, and it's first timer as well, uh, Bruna Makatazny. I'm going to talk about my father, which seems like a pretty obvious thing for inspiration. We all get inspiration from our parents. Um, but, and of course, we all think our daddies are very special people, but my daddy was a very special person. Um, my father was Ireland's last linen weaver. He uh, wove linen by hand in the Ulster Folk Museum. My mother used to say he made an exhibition of himself every day. Uh, he started when he was 14 years old in 1948, and he was literally the last apprentice to join, and therefore, as everybody else passed away, he was the last man left. Um, he was a Lurgan man, which <laughs> people tend to go, oh my God, a Lurgan man, they're all mad. They are all mad, but in a very good way. They are resilient people. They are uh, very aware of themselves, I think. I'm very proud of being half from Lurgan and half from Wexford. <laughs> very much a make do and mend kind of man from that generation, I think, where, you know, if something wasn't invented, you went into the cupboard under the stairs and you cobbled together something out of a bit of string and a bit of plastic, and then you had ear warmers you never knew you needed. He would do things like when his best cardigan fell apart, he sewed the buttons onto the front of his jumper so he would never lose them, which is genius. He made his own ruler because he didn't trust anybody else to measure things correctly. The only time he bought my mother flowers, they were plastic flowers from The Undertaker because they would never die. And uh, we live now just outside Newry on right, six acres of land that he bought in 1978, so he would own a bit of Ireland. He had a bench put halfway up the fields where nobody ever went. And uh, my, bro my brother-in-law built the bench for him. And my sister said, you better go up there and see what daddy has put on the bench. So I walked up to the bench about a quarter of a mile up into the fields. There's a big black bench with the word reserved right across the back of it. <laughs> Just in case, you know. Sadly, my daddy passed away in January of last year and losing a parent is the most awful, awful thing. We never think it'll happen to us. We think they'll live forever. They don't. And in the middle of the tears and the stress and the blur of all that grief, once again, my daddy came through and took care of everything. It all started about five years ago when I got a letter through the post that was the complete instructions for his funeral. He gave me no warning. There was no Dear Bruna, here are the instructions for my funeral. There was just a list of things to do. When I told him that it was a very gruesome thing to send, he said, you'll be glad. And I think anybody who's ever had to organise a funeral would know that having somebody do it all for you is an amazing gift. The first instruction was the undertaker. So when he passed away, I took out the letter again, only to realise that just as my brother was about to bring the letter to the undertaker, He'd actually stroke the name of the undertaker out and put another one in its place. So we had to go to the second undertaker, who could tell from the actual writing that he was not first man for the job. Uh, there were no hymns, there was no eulogy, there were no prayers of the faithful. My father said that if the priest was getting paid, he was going to take care of everything. And he earned his keep. It came in exactly £100 over budget. He hadn't allowed for the Irish news being a complete rip-off for death notices. He even paid for the sandwiches behind 
in the bar afterwards with strict instructions for no drink to be taken, but Lurgan people do not listen. And it went on a bit longer than sandwiches. The main thing that um, my daddy did, which is something that we'll always talk about, is that my daddy had his headstone prepared about 20 years before he died and stored it behind my sister's house under some wooden planks. It just had his name on it. Our children used to love to go and uncover it and go and like read it and think it was great that Dada Da, as they called him, you know, was like there but not there and he was dead but he wasn't dead and all this kind of stuff. There was no room for my mother's name on it. He just assumed that he would go first and she'd have to sort herself out. So it's just his name. We don't know where she's going to go. It just said John McAtasney, Master Weaver, 1936- and he would just say, all you have to do is add the end date. He didn't put the actual dates of his birth or on, on the uh, headstone because he said he was afraid of identity theft. <laughs> God, he was great, wasn't he? I'm reminded now of the time that he said he went around to her brother's house and he couldn't get in through the front door, so he pushed three sausage rolls through the letterbox. So he was an inspiration for me. Um, he certainly taught me to never let anyone define your life, to follow the twists and turns, to uh, take on things, and if something doesn't work out, to change your mind. In my own life, I've chopped and changed jobs. I've traveled everywhere. I'm now at Queen's doing a master's. I don't know what I'm doing. I gave a, a talk, something like this, at Our Ladies one time for an a, A-level prize giving. And it was all about, you know, follow your path and don't do anything you want to do. And at the end of the night, three girls had quit their courses at Queen's. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, you know, say sorry to three very upset sets of parents. But it's true, you know, if I spend my life gallivanting and, and as he would say, and running around. And if in my family, my full name is actually Bruna, God help her. I really don't care. I will do what I want because my dad did what he wanted to. And why not? Because at the end of it all, all you can do is just add the end date.